This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone. Welcome on back. It's Tuesday. It's betting weekly game bet match. It's the number one tennis betting podcast and YouTube show with me, Nigel Seeley, and our senior A to B tour handicapper, Sean Calvert. Before we go on to tomorrow's quarterfinals, the Australian Open, thank you very much for everyone who has watched our shows in this tournament. Huge amount of new subscribers, huge amount of views, lots of tickets being cashed. So thank you very much for joining us. Sean, you must be encouraged by these people who are coming on to the show, looking, getting involved, people sort of making their comments, giving their bets. But uh, what, what are the comments? That's that, that's what concerns me. Not all good at the moment. We had a real big show last yesterday, and you know, you, you the last time we went on, you you cashed two winning tickets, so everyone's all good. They so are. They, I mean, good in the world. I, I think people are just tuning in to 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 enjoy the general misery of my my day to day existence. To be honest, I think that's basically what it is. Nothing to do with anything else. Absolutely, and and let's. Um, well, we I can join you with your with your with the miserable sort of theme today. I mean, my car broke. My car didn't start yesterday. So I had to take Paula, my wife, to the M to get her car to get an MOT. This is all so, that happened to me in December. Remember yeah. exactly the same. So the car wouldn't start, but I, I thought it was the battery in the in the in the the uh, the key fob, but it's not. The car oh, is yeah. outside, so it's stuck outside. It hasn't stopped raining. The wind is absolutely diabolical. It's freezing cold. So I'm absolutely. Free. And then the thing that's really, really angered me is the scheduling today in this tennis. I mean, honestly, Sean, let's tennis. Yeah. People, the people who run tennis tournaments, they don't have any idea of like what what it means to these players. What I mean, don't I think they do. I just don't think they care. Uh, they, it, they just don't care. That's that's the bottom line. It's absolutely what's an advantage for Djokovic here. I mean, it, we're, we're recording this now, quarter past two. So it's two fifteen in the morning. It looks like Sinner's going to win this semi. Yeah, uh, quarter so it's going to be like half one in the morning finish. It could have been later because. Rublev should have won that second section. He's five one up in the second set tiebreak. Lost six points in a row. Had he won at that tiebreak, had he have won that tiebreak, it would have been even later. But, but you're right. This is going to be it's on my screen. There, it's going to be half one finish. Djokovic is, you know, he's, he's done now. He's had his warm warm downs and his interviews and everything else. He'll be if he's still up, he might be watching this. But I doubt it. He's probably tucked oh. up in bed. But it's just about money, isn't it? You know, people go on about me moaning and that, but <laughs> it's been like this for. It's not, it's not just tennis, is it? It's football. It's everything. You know, it's it's how can we make more money out of this tournament? The Australian Open, they're not bothered really about the or, or tournaments in general. Let's not just single this one out, but tournaments generally aren't. They're not that fussed about the players as long as they can make the, the right amount of money out of the tournament. That's that's how it is. Well, I think the scheduling today was really thrown off with that Corey Goff match this morning. It went long. It was seven, six, six, seven. It can happen though, can't it? I mean, well, that was that was the thing that caused the problem. But then the women were offered the opportunity to go and play on the second court, and they said no. But then when they spent the first set of that, you shouldn't Lincoln, have given them the opportunities. It's your tournament. You can them. say to them, "Look, we are moving you. Not, not. Oh, would you mind? Would you yes. mind awfully moving to the to that court, please? You know, if you give them that option, of course they're going to say no." Um, it doesn't matter to them, does it? Because they've got to play at that time anyway, whether it's that court, another court or whatever. So, of course, they're going to say, oh, well, we'll play on the big court in front of all the big fans. Thanks very much. You know, but, and, but the, what the they should have done is just told them, you're yes. moving. 
and and told them ages before. As soon as the golf match finished and you realised there was going to be a backlog, move just to shuffle it around a bit. But they don't want to do that because people have paid for certain seats in certain stadiums to see a certain amount of matches, and then they'll get complaints and they'll probably have to do refunds, and they don't want to do that. So that's 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 what it could. But then they could open. They could open up the second court and have seven thousand people who have sort of have gone there with a ground pass, who would actually go there, make the the court a better atmosphere. They'd be happy, but the people that pay for Rod Laver would be sour, wouldn't they? Because they're not, they wouldn't well, be getting to on. To be fair, if you watch that Sabalenka Krajikova match, it was over in I about didn't. an hour and 15 minutes. Most of the people were having lunch for the first set. It was not, there was not all their dinner. There was nobody there. I mean, literally, when the two players come on court, there was nobody there. And now we've got this stupid scenario where these two players are playing up till half past one in the morning. And, they, well, and Medvedev a, was on till four, wasn't he? Half three, four. Yeah, but he's not playing in a in, in a semi final. I can I can get that in round one or round two. I can I can understand that sort of kind of thing. It's not ideal, but I can get it. But when there's only four matches for the day, why can't you have just a start women on one court? Or women on start one early. court, men on the women on the other court. If you're a WTA fan, I love you, women's tennis. Go and watch that. If you it, it, women's day on one day, it's just absolutely it's just, ridiculous. It just boils down to cash, isn't it? It's it's how much tickets they can sell for the big price. And they want, and then also the TV revenue as well. I imagine they have to be um, in hock, so to speak, to the TV companies. You know, you've you told us it's going to be on then, and then you can't move it. And I imagine there's some of that going on as well. But ultimately, that that's down to money as well. So the whole thing is just, it's just down to cash, isn't it? And my frustration is down to cash because I'm on, I'm on the Alex Sinatra. Well, it could have been worse. Imagine thing. if he'd lost that second set. And he's 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 po- he's pulling and prodding away at his stomach know, again, isn't he? Know, What's going on with him? I, I mean. Know. Whether he had a dodgy curry last night or something, I'm not. I'm not sure, but or it's muscular. Uh, who knows with Sinner? It's always something, isn't it? Yeah, but and he might be all right. I mean, it's not. It's not. It's not. I don't think it's the end of the world to finish it off one. I mean, it's not. It's not ideal, no, obviously. No. But I don't. I don't think it's. It's not like three, four in the morning, is it? He's. It's bad, but I don't think it's horrendously bad. I think the reason why I I, I scheduled it, what, what my beef was, I was going to say, talk to you about this, and at the time, it, it looked like it was going to go one set over, and I really was getting quite that would have been upset bad. about it. Now now he's sort of won this third set pretty easy, serving for the match now. I I have a little bit of, uh, I feel a little bit more more confident. Well, not confident, but I think it's a huge advantage. If you're cynical and you look at the way that Djokovic gets scheduled in his majors, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not, it's not, doesn't look fair to me. They, 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 want, they want the top players on at the peak times don't they they if you're you know you could say you've earned the right to be world number one you've earned the right to play pretty much whenever you like you you could say that um so it's it's how you see it really but ultimately it boils down to cash there was when they was uh, talking about the scheduling and there was a big debate going on on the, on the television this morning we had uh, john McEnroe, matt Philander, and tim Hemman talking about it and they were all they, they were more or less saying the same as us you shouldn't be asking the ladies you should be telling yeah, them but you, like, you you go on to that court because it's need not to... their tournament is it exactly. it's it's the tournament's tournament you know craig tiley can come up and say look i'm sorry but because of this we're, we're moving you here and that's not to say that it's you know it, it could have been a men's match that was moved whatever whatever match it was they start and they start with all these legends matches as well, don't they? Oh. They don't start till one o'clock in the afternoon. Just forget, put the legends match on a slightly different court, and then you know if you want to watch that, that's absolutely fine. And start at why can't you start at like ten, eleven a.m.? Why why does it have to start at mm. one p.m.? And if you you know you've got those matches, I know they want to sell the tickets with the biggest court and get as many tickets sold as possible. That's obvious, but just if you're going to do that, then start earlier. Yeah. It's not that complicated. The ramifications for the betting on that. I mean, they, I think more people want to watch a Legends match than Krajikova against Sabalenka today. I think that's... Depends who the Legends were. Who were they? Me and you. We're the only ten- You're the only <laughs> tennis legend for me anyway. Um, <laughs> just one other thing before we, we part that bus on that. 
Tim uh-huh. Henman said a brilliant point, and he, and, he, and he called John McEnroe about it, and it's very, very serious. It's a bright, bright point. He says, instead of moving schedules, why don't we make the courts quicker and slow down and and and, and speed up the balls? He said, mm. Agassi played in the quarterfinal here, and he read the scoreline. I can't remember the scoreline. He said 6-3, 6-7, 6-3, way back in the day, and it lasted two hours, 51 minutes. And that mm. was that, and that was the point. That was the point to take yeah. out. We need to slow these courts down. I've We've been talking about this for ages. To slow the balls down. We've been saying this for ages. The players are saying it. The players are saying you know, all the, the slow balls. It's causing us injuries. It leads to longer points. Again, it, it's the same point. It comes down to money. That they want, they want long matches. They want, they want, they think that the crowd wants a long match and to get value for money because it's not cheap going to some of these tennis tournaments. They think that if people are paying like $100 or whatever for a ticket, they don't want to be out there like 7-6, in about an hour. They, they think that people want to watch these really long matches and therefore get more value for their money. That, that Again, that's what it's all about. It's the same, we're going back to the same point, which is which is cash. Yeah. I've, I've never been more bored when I've gone to a... I went to, I went to a, my one, one and only Wimbledon finals, Goran Ivanizovic against Pete Sampras. Did that five-set match. It was ace, ace, ace. And then I went on. It was it was quite boring. The first... I don't even sets, remember that match. Which, which, was, one? which uh, one? Sampras beat him. Um, Ivanizovic. I must have been... I'll just work out the year. Probably late 90s or some point. Yeah, but maybe 1999, 90, yeah, about 98, 99, something like that. But uh, he, he won it. Anyway, enough about looking... The fact at, that I don't remember it probably probably it, accentuates not, your point, it doesn't it? It was not a classic uh, match. I think um, from that time, that's why they wanted to change the conditions because it, it was such a boring final. But, you know, I, I, for me, I'm, I am obviously talking about out of my, my pocket here. I, I want this to be a level playing field. And as, as the day went on, I was getting more and more frustrated because my my bet and the person I faded for the tournament was, was getting a massive advantage. So, okay, uh, let's move on to tomorrow. Uh, we have uh, two quarterfinals, the two remaining quarterfinals. Um, we've had changing conditions in the weather. Um, what's it was hot this morning, was it hot this afternoon? Yeah. Um, t- tomorrow looks a little bit different or we've we got more of the same. I think it's the last hot day of the tournament tomorrow, around about 29C. So slightly just a squeak um, cooler than, than it was today. And then it drops down to 25 on Thursday, 22 on Friday and Saturday, and 24 on Sunday. So the last one, two, three, four days of this tournament are going to be played in a a fairly pleasant sort of heat, um, you know, an average heat, not not too hot by any means. So, but tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, that's um, yeah, going to be similar to today. And the first match we are going to discuss is the match quarterfinal. It is between. Our pick, Daniel Medvedev, up against Hubert Herkash. Our, this is quite a difficult cheer because we've got our man Herkash, who's got it, given us 100% cashing ticket ratio this year, made us more money last year than any other player, and he's up against our pick to win the tournament um, in, in Medvedev. Not these ideal, two, is it? Not ideal, but these two are no strangers to each other. They've played five times before. 3-2, Herkash leads the head-to-head. They have met in a, a UTA event as well, and uh, Herkash won that recently last year. The spread here is three and a half. Medvedev um, is minus 129 and three and a half. Herkash is plus 102, receiving three and a half. The totals are very high, 40 and a half. Minus 114 for the over, minus 110 for the under. And on the money line, Medvedev is minus 265 and Herkash is plus 205. Before we talk about that game, just want to give you an update to, to Yannick Sinner has beaten Rublev and Yannick Sinner will now face Novak Djokovic in that eagerly awaited semi-final. Um, before we part that to the sun side, and we'll, we'll t- hopefully get some uh, outright prices to win the Australian Open at the end of the show. But um, let's concentrate on this match, Sean. It is scheduled to 9.30pm this evening, Eastern, Eastern time. 
Hakash has caused problems for Medvedev before. And um, on their current form in this tournament, it's um, it's, a, it's a probably, I think the odds may be a little bit generous for Hakash here. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I think it's 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 a worry if you're a Daniel Medvedev backer, which, which I am. Um, you know, Hercash should come into this with great confidence. I didn't know that that there was another exhibition match which he won as well. But looking at the main level matches that they've played um, in their careers so far, three two to Hercash on the head to heads, um, and he leads the service points, one in return points, one totals by one hundred and three to ninety seven. Um, just going slightly further into that, it's it's basically the Hercash serve that's been the big weapon on the court. He's held serve ninety two percent of the time in matches against Medvedev, which is which is very big considering Medvedev is one of the best returners in the game. Uh, and Medvedev has been limited to only 29% of return points won against Hercash. So he hasn't, I know a couple of the matches have been on grass, um, but it's not, it, you're looking at them stats. You're not, it's not filling me with confidence about, about Medvedev. And it's making me think that he's a bit too short in price uh, for this match. Um, Hercash hasn't done particularly well on return of serve either in, in this matchup, but he's still won 32% of return points. So he's, he's been 3% better on serve. Hercash than Medvedev, and also three percent better on return. So he's he's got a handy lead as far as, far as the head to heads concerned. If we move on to the statistics of this particular Australian Open, you know, Medvedev he's got to improve. He's not he's not been great at all, has he? In terms of the service points won and return points won totals, this Australian Open so far, Hercash on one hundred and twelve, which is very good. Medvedev one hundred and seven, which is you know pretty good, but not as good as you feel Medvedev can can be. I think Medvedev can play a lot better, quite a lot better than he has so far. Um, in terms of just looking slightly further into those Australian Open stats, Hercash actually won 9% more second serve points this Australian Open than Medvedev has. So it's not it's not all been about the Hercash first serve, weapon, such a weapon as it is. He's also been pretty reliable on his second ball as well. Um, I mean, Medvedev's got a, a pretty good record on, on outdoor hard against players with an average first serve speed of over 192 kilometers an hour, which Hercash is one of them. 26 and 6 win loss on outdoor hard, Medvedev. But for whatever reason, with Hercash, he's, he's found him a, a bit of a problem to say the least. I just think this is a, if, if I'm looking at this from a just a straight betting angle with no thoughts about the outright position, I'm, I'm immediately drawn to Hercash in some way. Um, I think the over overline is perhaps a bit bigger. What is it, 40 and a half, 41, something like 40 that? 40 and a half, yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably a bit big. I think Hercash on the handicap here, looking at the amount of times he's held serve and how dominant he's been on that serve. Um, you can't imagine he's gonna get broken that often. And you would think he's got at least a set in him in this matchup based on what they've done before. So it, I think for me it all points to the plus three and a half games on Hercash. Get a shade of plus money on that with Bet Rivers, plus one oh two. Yeah, plus one or two. I think he's been really disrespected in the market to win the tournament as well. I mean, he's a clear outsider here. And, you know, I, I, I'm I still not convinced by Alcaraz. I think Zverev will, will push him close to come on to that match again. But Hercas is a big price here. And I, I'm surprised he's plus 205, given how well he's played against Medvedev in the past. Uh, remember, if you do place a bet on this match, uh, Bet Rivers have an in-running uh, offer as well. Bet Rivers are offering a, a live profit boost every day of the Australian Open. When you place a wager of at least $25 during a match, you'll receive a 20% profit boost. Limit one per day, every day of the tournament. See the Bet Rivers website for full details on the Australian Open bet and get. And also remember, you can watch live and bet live. If you, uh, you bet on the match here, you'll be able to watch uh, the match on your tablet, your mobile phone, 
or your laptop uh, streamed uh, free of charge, obviously, if you place a wager on the bet on the BetRivers website. So that's the first match. I mean, I'm looking at the markets here, uh, Sean, 58 mm. different markets available on this quarterfinal Bet Rivers. I mean, a staggering amount of markets. As I, I keep saying this. I mean, if you're new to tennis betting, you've stumbled across us for the first time here in Melbourne. Thank you very much. But also, you'll, you won't find any better tennis offering from any other sports book uh, in America than what Bet, Bet Rivers are offering here. Um, I just keep getting drawn towards the, the overs in set one here. I, I, That's possible as well, yeah. yeah. It, they've had some random set ones, though, looking at their head-to-head. Two of them have been 6-2. Another one's been 6-1. And, and two have been tie breaks. <laughs> Something you wouldn't probably expect. Um, one of the first two sets has been a tie break pretty much every time, apart from the last one, which is the final, the Halla final on grass um, a couple of years ago, which which Medvedev was virtually the same price, almost ex- identical price then as he is now. And Urkash won six one six four. I know it's grass and this is hard and it's over the best of five. You know, it's slightly different, but I, I can't. I definitely couldn't be backing Medvedev at that price. That's, I think if you are a Medvedev backer in this match, I think you'll get a bigger price than that in play with Bet Rivers. Like I, I'm not happy about that price at all. It's, it's too short for me. No, over 10 and a half may be of interest to me, plus 148 in yeah. set one. I think it's going to be very close, but uh, we're leaning towards her cashier. We do have an outright position on Medvedev. Any advice for anybody who's got their, their ticket on Medvedev here? Would you would you suggest a small play on a hedge on her cashier, or, or would you just let it ride? Well, I'm going to take a bet on the handicap anyway because, you know, regardless of the outright position. Right. Um, no, I mean, I th- he's got Alcaraz, hasn't he, next if he wins this. So it's it's not much point in hedging him now. If he beats if he beats Turkash handily or, or, or whatever, the chances are he's going to have to play Alcaraz. There's no, there's no point in hedging him now for me. So just uh, the official pick is going to be uh, Herkash plus three and a half at plus 102. Yeah. Herkash, uh, the pole, plus 102. Sean... Calvert did say last time he was on air that he would uh, do some pole dancing if Herbert Herkes landed a big winner for him. And he's been there were certain to... caveats to that. I, I had to be with a bunch of Polish people and I had to have I a t shirt, which you have I not yet supplied. So... I will get you a t shirt. Don't you worry about that. I've already looked on the, I've already got, I've already got it planned. You'll have a t shirt. You're, You're never going to do this. You will have a Herbert Herkes t shirt by the time you go to Indian Wells. Can I have it Herbert as well rather than Hubert? Yes, so, yes, just so yes. it's spelt wrong. That'll, yeah, that'll, Her- that'll, and Herkes would always be spelt wrong. That would be great, uh, wouldn't Herb, it? Herbert Herbert earns cash. That's what he'll <laughs> say. And it'll be a hundred dollar bills. And I he's earned us it. some cash so far, hasn't he? Exactly. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that for you. I will, obviously I'll get that for Can't you. Can't wait. And um we the guys doing my uh, my kitchen they were Polish. So we get we get I'll get them down and we'll do a little video review on all that kind of stuff. So anyway, there it is. Uh her cash is the pick, uh plus three and a half on the uh, spread in the first quarterfinal. The second quarterfinal, the evening match, uh, only two matches tomorrow, obviously there's no ladies, so there should be no problems with these ones. Oh, there is two ladies, isn't there? Sorry, my mistake there. Uh, they could run on a little bit later. Uh, we have Alcaraz against Zverev. Uh, Alcaraz is a heavy favourite here, plus, minus 480. Zverev is plus 350. Zverev come through by the skin of his teeth against Nori in the last round of Sean called. He said it was tough. It was yeah, I said over 38 tough. and a half, didn't I? It was extremely I tough. And uh, he's he's had problems against uh, Zverev before, as Alcaraz. It's uh, 4-3 to the German on the head-to-head. The spread here is 5.5, minus 118 for Alcaraz, minus 107 for Zverev, who receives the 5.5. And, and the total here is 37.5, with over minus 112 and under minus 113. Now, if you look at the head-to-head record, Sean, he has. It's, it's not been... All easy ways for uh, 
for Alcaraz in these matchups. And the last time they met was, I think it was in the, the 2023. It was this it was year. In wasn't Turin, it? Turin, wasn't it? Yeah. And Zverev, you were there, weren't you? Yeah, I was there. I didn't watch that match, though. I watched uh, Alcaraz play Rublev. Um, but Zverev beat him. And, you know, his serve is dangerous. He's coming under the radar. You know, he's had some tough matches along the way, a couple of five setters. Alcaraz hasn't been tested yet. I mean, I, I look at this and, I, and I'm, I'm drawn again into the over 37 and a half here. I don't know about you. I was actually thinking of the unders. Really? Oh, God. Okay. Well, that's great. Explain to me what you, I mean. You've done, you're the man who you're the man who puts all the all the work in. You're the man who's got the reasoning. I just look at purely and simply from the odds and from the paper from the screen. My first reaction was over, but you're going to convince me why under is the play. I just think it's it's a really weird head to head. I don't think you can really take anything out of this head to head because a vast majority of the time, one or the other of them wasn't fit. Um. Chirin Alcaraz was, was having all sorts of problems, wasn't he? Post US Open with injuries. He wasn't fit. Uh, he still won the first set uh, of that match. And those conditions, really quick court, bit of altitude indoors. You would certainly favour Zverev there, especially against a, a rusty Alcaraz. So that one, I'm not sure, is a, a great in indicator. The US Open, many people will remember, American viewers watching this will remember that Zverev was up until all hours, wasn't he, against Sinner the previous. Um, the previous round, was it four, not almost five hours? Let me have a look. Almost five hours, yeah. So we had absolutely nothing to offer Zverev in that match. So you can kind of strike that one a little bit as well. Madrid, 2022, same thing. Zverev was absolutely exhausted. He had back-to-back 4am and 5am finishes. So he was on fumes by the time that he faced Alcaraz in, in the final. Madrid, 2023, you could also argue Zverev was very early into his comeback after that horrible injury that he had at, at Roland Garros the year before, he barely played, certainly had hardly played if, if, if at all on clay. Um, French Open 2022, this is an Alcaraz that was number six um, back then and, and sort of lacking a bit of experience. So the head-to-head -head is, I think it's not, I don't think it's worth that much because there's so, there's so many strange caveats about pretty much all the matches. Um, so I'm not, I'm not putting too much store in that, to be honest. Um, the problem for me that Zverev has had, again, he might have the same problem here that he's had before because he's had a heck of a long time on court. He's played almost 14 hours to get here, Zverev. Mm. Alcaraz, less than nine. So a good five-hour difference, which is a lot really, isn't it, for, for in conditions like this. Um, so that would certainly worry me as, as far as Zverev is concerned. The other thing that would concern me is that Alcaraz looked a lot, lot better against Kekmanovic than he did in the early rounds. He could well be peaking at the right time here, Alcaraz. His stats so far, I know he had a, a bit of a gimme against against Shang, who wasn't fit, but his service points won and return points won total so far in this tournament is 119. And he's won 70% of his second serve points. He just it just felt like he was finding his old form against Kekmanovic. You could perhaps argue that Kekmanovic was a little leggy after some of the five set matches that he'd had. He, he probably would have wanted to be fresher, but for me, that was the best Alcaraz has played, arguably since since Wimbledon last year. So, again, this could be about timing. It could just be the right time for Alcaraz and and not the right time again for for Zverev. I don't think he's been that great Zverev this tournament. He's got the same stats in terms of service points, one hundred ten points, one titles as Medvedev, which is one hundred seven. Again, it's it, it's good, but it's not it's not title winning sort of form. He's got to improve as well, as has Medvedev. And he's only won 50% of his second serve points this tournament. So again, he's been relying on that serve. This is a night match, which I think it is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, on Rod Laver, 
not the players are slaying it, slaying, saying that it's slow. It just feels like an Alcaraz um, advantageous situation for Alcaraz for me. So my lean is unfortunately the opposite of what you were thinking, which is well, no, I'm convinced. I, I, I didn't do the, I didn't do the work that you did. I just looked at the price and thought thirty-seven and a half given the spread. You've made a perfectly good case that reason why we should go under, and I'm with you. That's the it. other one that you could do if you wanted a bigger price. Alcaraz three-one is a is a plus two thirty chance. I'm not sure I see Zverev more than a set really, unless he serves unbelievable, which is not going to be easy to do in you know in the slow conditions at at night on Rod Laver. Mm. So under thirty seven and a half, small maybe a small bet on uh, Alcaraz to win three sets to one. But the Spaniard, the Wimbledon champion, shouldn't have any problems against Rev, according to Sean. It just shows you to listen to the show. I just looked at the price. I and could thought, be wrong, of course. Yeah, but I, I didn't do the research. I just looked at it, thirty seven and a half. I thought oh, that's probably worth a small bet, you know. But they're the reasons why. You're on. You know, that's, that's why you do all the work and you're the senior ATBs or handicapper and make everyone all this money. Um, before we go, Sean, we do have some outright prices with Bet Rivers now to win the Australian Open after Yannick okay. Sinner has just won. So these are currently hot off the press. These are the latest prices. Novak Djokovic is minus 110 uh, to win his 11th. We've lost that about 1.9 ish. Yeah, 1.9 to win the. Uh, when I think it's 11th, the uh, Australian Open crown. Yeah, 11th, uh, I think, yeah. Carlos Alcaraz is plus 275. Yannick Sinner is $4. Uh, Medvedev is 10. Zverev is 35. And Herkash is 60. So the six men remaining, they are the odds. Um, nothing has really changed, really, on, on Djokovic, has it? Nothing at all. Um, it's been pretty much... Top guys are still in, aren't they? It's, yeah, it's the same, same you know, we've seen this story before, haven't we? It's generally, it's always the top four, five, six mm. guys you know, in men's tennis that, that do tend to come through with these mates. That's why it makes it so hard to, to find any value because when was the last time there was a, a shock winner of a, of a men's Grand Slam? I mean, we'd have to go back a long way to, to find that, wouldn't we? Was, was Wawrinka be a... Wawrinka, that was 2014, you know, it's like 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. You do get the occasional finalist. You do get the... Many. You get the occasional big price finalist, but not that many. Mm. Um at the minute, just looking at the draw sheet, it's it, Alcaraz Djokovic is the most likely. Yeah. Um, the, the, the problem I've got personally is that Medvedev isn't playing that well, and I, I think if he he needs to play well, doesn't he, to beat Alcaraz? I mean, he played unbelievable to beat him at the U.S. Open. He's got to he's got to do something like that again, assuming he gets past Herkash. He's going to have to play that level again, I think, to beat Alcaraz, and then he'll probably have to play Djokovic. Hmm. It's, and Djokovic now, he's sitting there, isn't he? He's fresh out of his... Well, he's asleep by now, probably. Um, looking at Sinner, he's, he's bending over and problems with his stomach. And now he's he's thinking, well, I'm pretty happy here. So for, for, if you back Novak Djokovic, you're you're probably feeling pretty comfortable, I should think. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the, those outright prices, Djokovic was even money at the start. He's now minus 110, so he has hardly, hardly moves. I think Carlos Alcaraz is about plus 375. He's 275, so he's only gone down a point. Sinner was five, he's now four. Medvedev was eight, he's now 10. Zverev was 35, he's 35. And Herkash was 70, he's now 60. So nothing's really changed no, in six, not on the six players, in it? Because nothing happens in men's majors no. of any real note, does it, a lot of the time? You, you do get some interesting results in round one and stuff, right? but it's it's not, it, it's very rarely is it the top seeds, you know, the number one, two, three, four. They, these guys are very, very consistent, aren't they? And, and very impressive in what they do in majors. So there, there you have it. There are the two quarterfinals of this evening. Remember, there's some women's games as well. I forgot them earlier. I said they were playing. They are playing, and there'll be some WTA betting angles, uh, which will be going on to the, our socials, on, and you have to follow them at Because We Win on Twitter and Instagram. 
we're in good form on the socials on the on the women's stuff. I think like nine bets I've I've given on the women's this year, and seven of one and two have lost on the on the betting angle. So make sure you head across there. Also subscribe to the Betting Weekly Studios on YouTube, our YouTube channel. Amazing amount of subscribers, as I said at the top of the show. Thank you very much if you have subscribed. Thank you very much. Please give us a comment, give us a like. Uh, we want to hear your comments. We want to like you to get involved in this show. This is your show. Any questions you have, any any bets you want to share with us, please do so. And also download the podcast on your preferred podcast provider, which is Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. Uh, we're riding high in the charts there as well. So it's been an amazing week, um, or amazing couple of weeks. It's amazing start of the year, really. Uh, incredibly high views. Thank you, everyone who's is joining to it. You know, like I say, the more you hear from yourself, more bets you have, and uh, any questions or suggestions please let us know. So just one bet from you, Sean, tomorrow, her cash plus three and a half um, against Medvedev at plus 102. A bit of an emotional hedge against our outright position, but we can cash both, can't we? We can. Um, if all things go well, we, we can cash both. It's um, You kind of have to forget about what you've done on, on the hour. You just look at this bet as as what it is, and mm. that that that's where the value is, unfortunately. I'd rather it wasn't, but that, that's where it is. That is where the value is, and value uh, pays the bills, that's for sure. Uh, myself and Sean will be back tomorrow. Uh, we're looking at the semifinals of the Men's uh, Australian Open Championship. We know one of them, Sinner against Djokovic, who will be in the other one. We're back tomorrow to discuss that, and then we'll be previewing the final later on in the week. Sean, thanks very much for your time. Have a good day, my friend. Enjoy, wrap Thank up you. warm. Get, put an umbrella when you go and pick the boy out from school because know, it's, it's absolutely horrible, horrible out there. Uh, take care, everyone. And again, thanks very much for watching. Thanks for comments. And uh, we'll speak to you all again tomorrow. Take care.